Uh, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome, people, to uh, episode one, 100. I did this one when we were talking a minute ago. 212 of Doing the Monkey. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Ian Loring, good evening. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, this week uh, we are going to... We're actually recording in two bits, so we might sound a little bit different at points. Because um, that usually happens when you, you record podcasts in two bits. The sound's never usually quite the same. Um, so... Yeah, we are going to chat some trailers. Uh, we're going to talk about The Mummy. We've got a fairly regular show, actually, this week, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, we're going to chat uh, the Tom, new Tom Cruise film or the Dark Universe film, The Mummy. Uh, we're also going to do some What You've Been Watching. Now, I've got quite a bit on that, to be honest. So, uh, I'm looking forward to chatting some of the stuff that I've watched. Uh, and we'll do a bit of Peaks chat as well. Um, Episodes um, five and... No. Yeah. Five and yeah, five and six. Six, yeah, yeah. we'll do five and six, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, we'll also be doing sort of questions and usual sort of tangents and bits and bobs. Um, Ian, anything happened this week that we need to speak about? No, 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 no. I've been just watching E3 stuff constantly, so it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I've seen the picture you've been saying, and I've been following it kind of almost briefly, uh, and it seems like Microsoft have, have launched, 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 and gone, ah, everyone's going to fuck off. 450 quid. 400. That's, 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 that's the new system then. So it's there, you know, so you know there's the PS4 Pro. Yes. Or, yeah, so this is Xbox's version of that, except it's way more powerful. Right. But most the thing is with Microsoft is that they don't really have the exclusive games to back it up. Sony mm. have got a shitload of exclusive stuff coming. Microsoft not so much. So with the multi-platform stuff, that's going to be on PlayStation as well. And if you've got a Pro, it's going to look pretty good. Mm. If you've got an Xbox One X, as it's weirdly called, it will look better, but you're not going to be able to play the stuff that only Sony have got. You know, you won't get Uncharted, you won't get The Last of Us, you won't get uh, Days Gone, which is this Sons of Anarchy meets Zombies thing coming out later, I think later this year. You won't get the new Spider-Man game, you won't get the new God of War game, so... Microsoft have got Halo and Gears of War and Forza, which is a very well-regarded racing game series. That's kind of about it. Now, I like Halo. I don't love Halo. I like Gears of War. I don't love Gears of War. I like Forza. I don't love Forza. There's a lot of stuff on PlayStation I really like. Yeah, that's it. it, it, You've kind of, I think, to an extent, you've with with gaming systems, you've got to a little bit look at it in in a way of saying, right. But I'm playing it for the enjoyment of the games, and if I can't enjoy all the games that I want to play, then what's the point in having a better system? Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of the time, it's it, it's one of those things where it can sometimes be you have to look for it for it to be the better system sometimes. Yeah, quite. I mean, that's it. I mean, it, it, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Sony have got their press conference like overnight in the UK tonight, and they could easily blow the, the doors off. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Microsoft's big thing this year it's Forza Motorsport 7, I think mm-hmm. it is. Um, and a game, a Terry Crews starring game, which looks all right. 
but it doesn't look great. <laughs> so yeah, um, we'll see. Anyway, we're here for films. So yes. Um, so uh, well, Michael Del Strange. So I don't think anything. Yeah, I don't think anything. In the film world's kind of happened um, this week, really. I think everything, or if it has, it, it's kind of fallen under the radar of a lot of other things going on. Um, so uh, trailers, Ian. Uh, what have you watched this week? Hilarious things going on, by the way. Uh, so <laughs> yes. Terrifyingly hilarious thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yes, it is kind of there, isn't it? Uh, okay, um, I think I've only got one Black Panther, um, which looks ace. That's all I got. Yeah. Do you not think I, so? I'm a bit like I'm a bit like the Thor Ragnarok one in that I've watched it a couple of times and gone. I don't get it. I don't get what everyone's so excited about. Looks all right. <laughs> I think it looks fucking badass. Like I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm well up for it. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I'm, I'm starting to think that a little bit of these, of these big blockbuster movies. I don't. I, I think that a lot of the time nowadays, when I'm watching them, because I watch trailers usually on my TV or on my iPad. I think I'm getting to the point now where, I'm, where until I see it on the big screen, I'm not. It's not getting me. Okay. You know, sort of little trailers, or, or little trailers, uh, but, you know, trailers for things like, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think about one that I've watched recently. Uh, American Made, the uh, Tom Cruise struggling movie, which I think looks very entertaining, but again, it's very much my kind of wheelhouse. Um, there. Uh, that's fine for watching at home, I see them, but I think I'm not quite getting it. But then when I see them, like with the Thor Ragnarok, I didn't, I didn't get it, but then as soon as I saw it on the big screen before Guardians, and I was in that kind of frame of mind and that kind of mood, I went, yep, yeah, fine with it now. Mm-hmm. So it is a little bit, I find it a little bit sort of like peculiar with these. And plus, that movie's not out for like, what is it, eight, nine months? Yeah, it's like February, is it? Yeah. That's, that's, just seems really early for the first trailer. It seems that like we might have like fifteen trailers for that before it actually comes out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just I really like. I thought that 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 Run the Jewels song that was on it was like yeah. the way it was kind of edited to that song, and even like the title reveal at the end was was very cool. It was a very. I think it's setting the cool. But also quite aggressive kind of tone that I think that film is going to have. Mm. Um, and I'll watch Andy Serkis play the White Devil all day long. Oh yes, you know, like he, it, he was, he was. I could do him more Circus, but I'm, I'm guessing we'll get a lot more Circus in the film. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it basically, I mean, apparently Michael B. Jordan is definitely an antagonist in this, and I've got a feeling it might be him teaming up with with Circus and. Uh, Oh, you know, I'll watch the fuck out of that. Well, I completely forgot he was in this, Michael B. Jordan. But, I mean, the look of him, like, that is... That's a haircut only a certain type of person can pull off. Like, you've got to be cool to get away with that haircut. You've got to have a certain swagger to get away with that haircut. And to be honest, he he does. Hmm. Yeah, um, I watched a couple more. Yes, I watched the um, American Made trailer, which, like I've just said, is the Tom Cruise based on a true story 
drug smuggling one. Um, yeah, and yeah, it, it looks it looks entertaining as fuck. Uh, it, but it's very much the sort of thing that that gets me get, floats my boat. Um, and I also just watched the uh, Tour de Pharmacy trailer, the HBO. Uh, Andy Sandberg. Um, oh, is this is... the follow-up to Eight Days in Hell? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, and that looks quite entertaining. A lot of people involved. I guess it's been one of those things that's an hour and a half long, and everybody's in it for like ten minutes maximum, between anywhere between three minutes and ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's it's entertaining, but it's the sort of thing you'll never watch once. But there's some there's some good nods in it but it's not exactly something that you're going to be busting a gut to watch uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. but if that's trailers then we'll, we'll, we'll head into the our, our main film okay yeah yeah fuck it right this is going to be a conversation <laughs> it will be yeah uh, The Mummy uh, directed by Alex Kurtzman uh, written by uh, David Kep uh, uh, Christopher McQuarrie of course it stars Tom Cruise and he mm-hmm. just takes him along everywhere with him uh, which isn't a problem because he's, he's written and directed some good films mm-hmm. with him uh, stars uh, Tom Cruise Anna Willis uh, Sophia uh, Boutella Jake Johnson uh, Russell Crowe and other people that you will recognise uh, from things um, it's it, it's not anything to do at all with the Brendan Fraser movies, is it? More's the shame. But yes, yeah. Um, so Tom Cruise appears to play an active uh, member of uh, the American forces, uh, and he is off with uh, Jake Johnson, and they are antiquities hunting uh, while they're supposed to be doing reconnaissance work. Uh, they accidentally um, or well actually they, they kind of accidentally call a an airstrike which unveils a a tomb slash prison thing for an ancient Egyptian goddess uh, known as Amunet uh, and at the same time you've got uh, things going on with uh, Russell Crowe as I remember we're all spoilers all the time people his Dr. Jekyll um, has uh, just got access to uh, some Knights Templar burial tombs uh, <laughs> underneath London. Yeah. 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 Uh, pretty much exactly the same time. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of... Yeah. So, yes. So, that happens. Um, Ian, the mummy. Yeah. I mean, it's... Um, I enjoyed parts of it. Sometimes I think not for the right reasons or not for the intended reasons. Um, I, the first 45 minutes or so, I think are not bad. Um, I think that at points there's some interesting shit going on. I very much liked, there's one shot of Tom Cruise, like, punching a zombie his arm going through its head and then him just having its head on it on his arm and being like what the fuck do i do now and then bashing <laughs> it off which I, yeah. I quite enjoyed um but it feels parts of it feel like chucking a hundred monkeys in a room with typewriters and then <laughs> after two hours just right okay we got that that's fine then um <laughs> It what it, I don't know. I mean, like I said on Facebook, it feels 
it feels like it's directed by a different person every 10 minutes or so. And that different person has a favourite film that they want a homage. And then they just kind of stitched it all together. So you've got moments that feel like Indiana Jones. You've got moments that feel like Mission Impossible. You've got moments that feel like an American werewolf in London, which, I mean, the Jake Johnson character, when he pops up through the film, I was half expecting him to basically tell Cruz to kill himself. To like yeah. stop the curse or something, and then it was just going to be yeah, fair enough. Um, when it turns into life force in moments, <laughs> that was, um, something. Um, it's mental. I wish that it's weird. There are moments of it that have character, but the whole thing together feels like a really bland studio exercise, and it feels like the character is by accident. Um, also, the final five minutes are the most ridiculous, pandering to Tom Cruise, make this all about me. I like Tom Cruise. The thing is, this is a film where he's ostensibly not the focus for the first time in a while. And he's making it all about him. And I find that, I, 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 I find that quite troubling. I, the end uh, of the film is basically Tom Cruise face-raping Sophia Batella and then becoming a great romantic anti-hero. It's fucking mental. Sorry, go on, Mark. Yeah, I I, I think that... Because what's really... Cause, right, what, what I'll say is, yeah, this film is a fucking mess uh, of, of a film. It, 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 you are absolutely spot on. It does feel like it was... Like, like literally, um, that David Kep wrote um, ten pages, then Christopher McQuarrie wrote ten pages, then Dylan Cushman wrote ten pages, and it was literally like that. And occasionally, Kep will, will have read what Cushman wrote, uh, and occasionally, uh, Chris McQuarrie will have just skimmed uh, what Kep wrote, mm. and it feels a little bit like that. So you've got a a Tom Cruise movie that doesn't feel like a Tom Cruise movie, but that's written often like a Tom Cruise movie, that's also t- trying to be a genre movie, that's also trying to build a franchise, that's also trying to be entertaining while it's doing it, that's also trying to have a female antagonist, that's also trying to make that antagonist seem um, vaguely sympathetic, but whilst also keeping us creepy, whilst also having um, to introduce as well the... Uh, future characters so Tom Cruise uh, for a lot of it his character is kind of going what? huh? and getting his ass kicked for a lot of it and then you've got the ending and I I read a thing with Tom Cruise about it um, that he was talking about it a while ago and was saying that he liked the idea that he was a he was actually a bit of a crap action hero in this (laughs) and that's what kind of drew it to him that was that he he was dealing with forces that were completely beyond what he was capable of, yeah. and he said, "So it's quite nice that I'm I'm going to be getting my ass kicked a lot." And it, you kind of feel a little bit like that with it that it, it is happening quite a lot. His uh, meeting with um, Mister Hyde it, it is quite entertaining, but 
it's like you say that there's little flashes of of entertaining, and then there's there's moments where it it, it just it drags on so much. And for once, this isn't a a, a tempo blockbuster that's pushing two and a bit hours. It, it's it's well under two hours. It doesn't feel it though. Like, but it the, doesn't feel it. The, the um, amount of fucking exposition in this yeah. film. If it's like about the mummy or about prodigium, um, or I, I, I just it's constantly talking about stuff. Yeah. And I, you know, but it's not really that interesting. No, um, it, 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 it is a little bit like. Do you know what? This movie, it, it's clear, this movie should have been number two or number three in your world building, in your dark universe. It shouldn't be the one you're getting to kind of launch it. It's too, it feels too in the middle. Yeah, I mean, the, it's like, I mean, it's like with Batman versus Superman, where they just basically try and kickstart a whole universe with one film. Instead of doing the Marvel way of, uh, you know, having the little nods and, you know, having Nick Fury in the post credits, but just seeing how it goes. Um, I read something today where, like, it was positing if Wonder Woman was the first film in the DCEU and then Batman versus Superman came out, would that kind of make it feel any better? And I think that's an interesting idea. I agree. And it's weird because Dracula Untold was kind of supposed to be the first one, yeah. but then it did it, like it, the the word on it was just so bad and it, it kind of crapped out so badly that they just shuffled that away for a minute. I thought that they were somehow going to turn Tom Cruise like like the set, the God of Death. I thought he was going to like somehow turn into a vampire and he was going to be Dracula or some shit. I thought like I was just thinking like. Right, they haven't announced who's actually going to be Dracula in this Dark Universe thing yet. What if some fucking mental way he becomes it, but he's not. He's just, what the fuck is he now? Well, that's it. And the other bit there is, it, it's, it, are these all going to collide together? Because we've got the um, the Bride of Frankenstein's the next one, isn't it? Yeah, so Bride of Frankenstein's the next one, which the the word is it's going to be Angelina Jolie. You got. Frank, um, you got um, what? Well, uh, what's who's fucking Javier Bardem playing? Is he playing Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster? I think he's playing the monster, isn't he? Yeah. Right. Okay. And then you got Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man. That's it. Yeah. Have they announced any others? I don't think they've announced anybody else. No. So they're gonna have potentially Tom Cruise, Russell Crowe, Johnny Depp, Javier Bardem. And Angelina Jolie. Yeah, it literally it literally is like if you could pick a dream cast from two thousand and five. Yeah, yeah. In, in an extended monsters universe, some sort of team up film. I mean, the, the, the thing is, and I, I'm the same. I, I I'm a, a, actually quite a big Tom Cruise fan. To be honest, I think he makes incredibly entertaining movies, um, mm-hmm. and I think he gets. He gets an awful lot of shit that other people wouldn't get because his uh, his religious plus political views, not even political views, his religious views are controversial. Yeah, we'll say they're fucking um, idiotic, but yes, yeah, huh? they're they're idiotic, but yeah, they're they're idiotic, but uh, there's there's a lot of you know 
he's not the only person in that who's a Scientologist. There are a lot of them, and a lot of the um, a lot of them don't tend to get as much shit. Beck, yeah, okay. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm yeah. give Beck that much shit. Right, there's, we've there's, talked about Giovanni Ribisi on here. None of us give him shit about Tom it. Cruise is a nice guy. He's obviously yeah. a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. and that, that well, actually, I, I've got a very good offer from somebody who worked with him um, filming some kind of featurette thing with him, and said he is a ridiculously nice guy, and also a little bit mad. Um, but and I, I, I enjoy it, and I was I was really looking forward to this. Um, and I, I actually, because I was originally going with Bex, but then we couldn't work out time, so I was I went to see it earlier today, and then we were possibly going to see it uh, later in the week again. I said, to be honest, I have a feeling I'll enjoy this more sat at home watching it than I would did in the cinema watching it. It didn't feel it. It felt. A little bit like I was expecting too much of it, and I wasn't going to tick it in. And I had to because I was just paying attention to to that. And I do at home as well. But I think on a second viewing, I might forget the fact that it drags a lot, and I might get swept up a little bit more in it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I would. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's just it does got it. It does got its moment. It does have it has fucking hell. What's wrong with my mouth? It does have its moments. I mean. And there is some genuinely funny stuff. Like, when he's about to be sacrificed, then she walks in, and he's just like, insert name of woman because I've forgotten it. Run! You know, like, that's that. I thought that was actually quite funny. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, Jake Johnson, just having him around is is interesting. Um, yeah, he's an interesting actor, I think, to be honest, Jake Johnson. Yeah, because I mean, like he he does stuff like this, and then he does win it all, and then he's like a recur- he's a regular character on New Girl, and uh, it, it, you know, I. And he's the thing is, he's a little bit. He's a, he's a little bit like a slightly more. Cause he, he's a comedic actor by by trade, and he and he is actually quite good at being a comedic actor. Um, he, he seems to be a little bit like one of those uh, like James Badgedale, but. If he wanted to, you get the feeling that all it would take is one movie and he could be a proper fucking movie star. Well, he could do a Chris Pratt, no problem. If he bulked, yeah. if he bulked himself up a little bit and was like a lead in a mid-level Marvel. budget... F- yeah, yeah, exactly. If he did an Ant-Man, that would work well for him. Yeah, it, it, it seems like that. And I was looking at him and thinking, when they were doing the, the opening sort of scene bits uh, and he's, he's running around with Tom Cruise and you're looking and thinking... Do you know what? You could pull off like like action war thriller. Yeah, yeah. Quite easy. You don't you don't look out of place, but then you also don't look out of place in uh, Jurassic World. Mm. But then you don't look out of place in Let's Be Cops. Yeah, I like Let's Be Cops. <laughs> I like I like Let's Be Cops. And there's a lot of things where you're going. He's just he he's one of that little little wave of character actors that just goes around and sort of does his bit where he's not his character isn't. Part of doing a voice or changing his look or anything like that, he's just he, he just crops up in all these things and seems to be just making a good kind of go of it. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely, I agree. And it's I don't know. I mean, the women characters in it. I mean, Sophia Batella. I think it's it's they, they cast her for her physicality and her sexuality frankly and yes I think, and I, I i must admit i was looking at her going that's 
shadow that's constantly between her legs does make it look like she's naked yeah. and 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 isn't isn't shaved. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And and um, it, it, that wasn't just one or two times. It was a little bit like I was going, should I be looking or should I not be looking? Yeah. It's I'm a little bit weirded out by this. No, because no, no, I know. Is she naked? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's um, I mean, yeah, because she's got all those like kind of like that the markings on her and whatnot. And it's yeah. Like, is that just on her naked body or does she have something? Yeah, I know, I agree. But I mean, like she she works. You know, I don't think she's gonna come out of this unscathed. She will be fine. Oh, yeah. You know, I think yeah. I think everybody will come out of this unscathed. Apart, I think Tom Cruise is 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 a little. Maybe a little bit damaged by it, but then he just had his best international box office opening weekend of his career. So, exactly. it, you know, I don't, I don't think he is damaged by it. The, the, the thing is, it's this movie. It's not going to make a billion dollars. It's not going to make eight hundred million. It's not going to make six hundred million. But it'll probably comfortably tick along to three hundred fifty, four hundred million. Like the word is, the actual budget on this was close to three hundred million, though, because of the like the sheer development costs in getting it together. Um, but a lot of that, you, you can imagine, they'll go right because the because the current the current budget being put out there is about one hundred twenty five million, isn't it? Yeah, but it's but yeah. you could see them then going right with this, going right with we put out this is two hundred fifty million or whatever or. Anywhere between anywhere over two hundred million to three hundred million, then then we know it's got to make six hundred million before it's counted as a flop, and it's not going to make that because we, we it's just not landed right. It hasn't landed right. So they've clearly taken it out of that, and they'll throw some of the development costs at one of the other movies. Simple as that. Yeah, no, that's true. I, it's it's that's what they'll do. They, they could throw they could throw twenty five million at Bride of Frankenstein, twenty five million at Van Helsing, twenty five million at Dracula. 25 million uh, Invisible Man there you go no, spread sure. out 100 million across another what is it and you know this movie it's only got like another 80 million to actually be counted as as breaking even yeah no, no it's yeah I, I, I it just it's um it it just feels like a waste of time it does feel a little bit like a like a missed opportunity, to be honest. I mean, I mean the the Russell Crowe thing. I uh, they, they, they they announced that way too quickly. Yeah, they 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 really did. They should have it, kept that quiet. They should have kept it quiet. The whole scene, the first scene where he meets Tom Cruise and he's injecting himself in the hand, that thing. Do you know what? That'd have been better if that bit is just talking to him. Yeah. And he sure. says, "I'm a doctor." Not I'm Dr. Hyde. Just I'm a doctor and everything like this. And then goes through all the bits that he is. So people who who know and are really invested in these kind of things go, wait a minute, is he Dr. Hyde? Because you know, he goes, I, I'm blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then later on, when he actually starts to turn into... No, uh, Dr. Jekyll. When he turns into Mr. Hyde. There, when he actually does that, then it, that should have been your reveal. Because all you're doing now is, you, from when he says that, is you're going, right, so every scene he's in, I'm supposed to be going, is this the scene he turns? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, when he did turn, I... It just kind of felt like a weird caricature of someone... He's London. Yeah, like someone who's just watched a couple of episodes of EastEnders and then has... 
applied a bit of Phil Mitchell physicality to everything. It's um, but that that's it, it is a little bit like that, and in the sense of again, I I I quite like Russell Crowe as a person. He's up and down film wise for me. Um, but it, it does seem a little bit like he's done that, and um, and Kurtzman hasn't had the balls to go. Could you not do that voice? Do a different voice. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's. Um, I think it's wise that it doesn't appear that there's going to be a standalone film with him. No, he's going to be the Nick Fury of the whole thing, isn't he? Yeah, it? yeah, and. Uh, then what is is it going to be he gets them all together and then are they going to like maybe take him on or something is he going to team up with a bad version of Tom Cruise or or, or is it going to be that all these monsters come in together and some of them are good and some of them are bad and we get a little monsters war yeah but also or or they're all bad and they just don't like some don't like each other that'd be fine but I mean also who cares like there's what investment what investment in this series do you get after this first film what are you chomping that's at a the very bit good to point. see nothing see, the thing is I'm not chomping at the bit to see a David Kep written Bill Condon directed uh, Bride of Frankenstein starring Angelina Jolie you see after Beauty and the Beast I'm very intrigued to see what he could do with that because it feels Bill Condon is is a guy. I mean, Christ, he di- didn't he direct Gods and Monsters? So he did. you know, and uh, that, that, wasn't that about James uh, J- James Whale? Yes. Yeah. So you know, he's obviously got an affinity with that material. He's got a great, you know, he's got a res- great respect for cinematic tradition. Alex Gods and Monsters is actually a really good film, by the way. Yeah, so. they, I've never seen it, but I'd like to. I, 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 I'd give it a go. Weird enough, stars Brendan Fraser. Yeah, no, he does, doesn't it? That's right. Isn't he a gardener or something? Yeah, it's 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 certainly worth worth your time. But yeah, but I mean that's the thing. So you got Bill Condon doing that, but Alex Kurtzman, he's a veteran TV and film writer. Yeah. Who? And it, it, like I think this it very much second dreams, film. Yeah, after people like us, yeah. That was it, people like us, that was it. This very much screams to me of a slightly TV piloty kind of thing, except you've got you've got Tom Cruise in there. Yeah, and did you ever see people like us? Uh, no, no. That's a fucking mess. Yeah, that, well, there you go then. You know, it's um, I, I I mean, will it be the worst film of the summer? If it is the worst film of the summer. But then it won't have been a bad summer. No, I, I, absolutely. It, it's the thing is, I don't. I, I wouldn't count it as being a bad film as such. It's just a bit dull. Yeah. Is it great? I mean, even like the. I mean, what is the action sequence at the end? It's you got the underwater bit, yeah. and then what is it? She kills Blondie. Yeah. And then. She. We didn't see that. Tom Cruise. No. Tom Cruise turns himself into set. Face rapes the mummy. Yeah. And that's it. Like, it it kind of feels like they. What? They. So, what is the big action scene? Because you can't call. For as impressive as the Vomit Comet bit is, you can't call that plane crash really an action scene. No, the opening, maybe. But that's a blink and it's gone yeah. in the sense of action scene. It's not, it's not a set piece. And then, There's no set pieces in this movie. 
they they there's the bit where they're running and the mummy wind is chasing them. I mean, that was a bad one. That one. Yeah, yeah. The face in the wind thing. I know. I know that's a mummy trope, but. Solid Sainsbury's local pla- uh, product placement, though. <laughs> I did enjoy <laughs> that, and uh, wasn't it, uh, I think there was a Pret a Manger there as well. So, uh, you know, you know, good, good on them, good on them. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Wallace is a bit. It's just a fucking thankless role, isn't it? It's, it's just. It, it, it's, a, it's a thankless role that, that to be honest, it feels a little bit like she turned up on set and went. Right, I look pretty enough, right? Yeah, right, let's get this over and done with. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And You know, also, she, she, she's a bit of a dick. <laughs> and and also, the, the age gap is... Tom Cruise looks young for his age, but they need... It's, I don't know, him with her... Shit, is she only 32? Yeah, yeah. Him with her, him with Emily Blunt, it is starting to get a little bit... Uh, and Rebecca Ferguson, you know, it, it, it's let's, yeah, I mean, because I mean, how old's Michelle Monaghan now? You know, Michelle like, Monaghan's probably late thirties, early forties. Yeah, there you go. So like with with Mission Impossible Three, there was like a ten year age gap. Say, still not great, but okay, you could probably just about get away with it. You're now looking at about a 20-year age gap. My dad That's had it. an affair with his secretary, and she was 20 years younger than him. And there's, it was there's, there's 22 so, years. You know, yeah, there's, 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 there's 22 years between Tom Cruise and Anna uh, Wallace. There you go. You know, it's gross. Yeah, it's a little bit weird, that. You know, so there, there you go. Um, I, I, one of his kids older than that. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. Like one of his adopted kids with... Uh, yeah, with, with with Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidwoman. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's not it's not terrible, terrible. It just yeah. it feels like an utterly redundant hundred and whatever million dollars dollars spent. That's that's it. It just like you say, it's where does it go from here, and do we care where it goes? No, we don't. That's the thing. I like. I'm looking forward to the Bill Condon Bride of Frankenstein for the the reason I I just said. Um, Johnny Depp Invisible Man, no. No, could, could you imagine what his voice is going to be like? Oh God. Oh, there's a go here. It'll be it'll it'll be painful. But then, oh yeah, just the casting just all seems a little bit like be more interesting. You know, because wouldn't it have been more interesting to have cast Bride of Frankenstein to have cast Sophia Boutella as Bride of Frankenstein? Oh, that would work. Well, that, it, it's not just me, is it, that, that thinks that is infinitely more entertaining or more intriguing than, than casting... And it hasn't been announced yet, but if that's what it's looking like, then Angelina Jolie. In the same sense as, wouldn't it have been more interesting going Invisible Man... Jake Johnson. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, that's it. What they're doing is they're trying to they're trying to make their money and lock in money by getting stars. But the problem is they're getting stars that don't make money on off their stardom anymore. Cruz does still a game, but it, it, he's still that 
fine balance with Cruz again now. It, you know, it's it, it's still gotta it's gotta land. You know, Tom Cruise was a safe bet for making four hundred million when you were making an eighty to a hundred million dollar movie. That's where he was a safe bet. He's not a, he's not a safe bet at making a two hundred million dollar movie and then it, it making eight hundred million dollars. It's not gonna happen. None of these movies are gonna make over five hundred million dollars unless you do something that takes people by surprise. And taking people by surprise isn't casting Johnny Depp or Angelina Jolie or crews of people like that. Do something fucking interesting. Make a start. Don't just fucking find one and give them twenty million. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's just the the cockiness of it really bothers me. Like the fact they even had that logo at the, the start. Dark Universe logo. Yeah, you know, it's like there's a whole fucking extra studio that created practically for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just yeah, because even says a Dark Universe production at the start, doesn't it? So it's it's like just let it see, just let it ride and see how it fucking goes, man. I mean, because like I mean, like you say, it's Tom Cruise didn't produce this or anything like that. He is as That's for higher. as for hire as he has been for the last few years. Yeah, which is really strange for him because he was he was he kind of made a bit of a comeback. But now between Jack Reacher Never Go Back and this, he's he's basically had two not well received films in a row. Um, yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see what he does next now. I mean, well, he's got Mission Impossible. That's the thing. Mission Impossible is the safe bet. And with Chris McQuarrie back as well, I'm sure that will be... I mean, I know he co-wrote this, but, you know, it's a job. Yeah, he co-wrote it in a sense of... I think he probably wrote, like, a treatment for it or something like that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, um, so, you know, you've got Mission Impossible coming up. Great. I would like to see Cruz try... A non-action film again, and I'm not saying Rock of Ages, um, even though the bit where he sung well, sung to uh, Alan Ackerman's arse in that was pretty good. American Made could work for that. Is it Doug Lyman? Yeah, it's Doug Lyman. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So that 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 could fall into into that. Um, that looks it looks entertaining. Yeah, okay, yeah. I it I don't know. It just this Boswell- was. A- that's an 80 million budget movie but even that you know that's 80 million dollars that's it's what late September early October that comes out that's really got a that's got a review really well to make its money mm-hmm. you know Jack Reacher this first Jack Reacher was great but made money out of nowhere whereas the second Jack Reacher was everywhere and it, it just about scraped by Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. It's just frustrating. Um, June's a bit of a fucking dead bloody month, to be fair. Cause it is, yeah. We've got nothing coming out na- next week, so you know we'll talk about that later in the show. But the week after, it's Transformers the last night. Um, I, 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 and I, I haven't seen a Transformers maybe since the first... Yeah, there you go. How many is this? Is it five or five. is it four? It's five. Five, right? I, I, genuinely, I genuinely didn't even know that. I wasn't just 
doing it for effect. I, I, I've not kept up with those movies at all. So there you go. I mean, we'll probably do something else next week as well. And, uh, you know, it's only the week after that, but right at the end of June, you've got Baby Driver. Um, yes. And, and then we're, we're kind of like back in the room, you know, and then July's, July should be all right. But I don't know, man. It's a weird summer season, this. Uh, I mean, you had, you've had Guardians and you've had Wonder Woman. Fast 8 feels like it was forever ago. Yeah. What else has there been? Uh, Beauty and the Beast is the, is the biggest grosser movie of, of this year yeah, so far. Yeah, that was March. So, like, seriously, what has been out recently? I'm I'm actually struggling to remember. Uh, we're Beerwatch. Oh, Beerwatch, yeah. Um, I'm to think about what... Like, literally, what have we reviewed in the last few weeks? Like, I'm... I'm having that much trouble remembering. Try to work out what we've... This illustrates my point. It's been, yeah. you know, we're we're probably halfway through the summer blockbuster season now. That's not and there's nothing... There's not really yeah. been much to grab the imagination. I mean, Guardians 2 was alright. Wonder Woman was good. Not great, good. Mm. What I mean, Christ, is Baby Driver going to be the best film of the summer? I mean, you've no. got Dunkirk, you've got War for the Planet of the Apes. I am so worried about War for the Planet of the Apes. Okay. I am a little bit. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm a little bit like, there's no buzz behind it. <laughs> no, I mean, it's out next month. There, there is no buzz. And it just, I don't know, man. I know I've said it before, that the marketing for that film is so miserable. Mm. Like oh, King Arthur we've had recently, haven't we? King Arthur, of course. We had Alien that Covenant. All right. oh, fucking a- Alien Covenant, of course. Well, yeah, all right. I suppose that kind of goes to show about Alien Covenant. But I, I, the War for the Planet of the Apes, man, it's just, it shouldn't, I, it shouldn't be oh, a big epic struggle. What's going to happen? It's all wintry. Should it not be apes are going to fucking take over? Don't worry, it's never going to happen in real life. So just enjoy this fucking madness. Yeah. I just want it to be that. You know, ah, oh, Christ. The Mummy, Touching Cloth. Yeah, I'm Touching Cloth as well. As, as well, there. Um, I, I don't think our viewers, our audience, sorry, are, are that nice about it. Um, oh, um, definitely shit 17%, Touching Cloth 0%, and shit 83%. Fair enough. How many votes? Uh, eight. Solid. Mm-hmm. So that's like seven, what? No, maybe one. One thought it was definitely not Good. shit. Yeah, and all power to you. It, it, the thing is, I think if with the mummy, I think if if it, if you get on board with it, or you're enjoying it, and you're enjoying where it's taking you and everything like that, you'll probably have a blast with it. Maybe. I don't see I could, it. I could see how people. I could see how people could really not get on with it. But I could also see how people could come out of it. I don't think anyone's going to love it, but I could see how someone come out of it and go, "I'm fine with that." Okay. All right. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not so sure. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm really not looking forward to rewatching it. I know I will at some point. Oh, I know I will. Okay. Cool. Right, we're going to take you into the future now. 
Okay, we are back. Um, it'll have been a matter of seconds for your good selves, but uh, it's actually been around sort of 23 hours for, for us, hasn't it? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, so, um, before we get into what we're watching, uh, we're going to catch up on our Peaks chat. So we've got what it gave us the chance to do with having that, that day in between is uh, we've actually got two episodes to chat rather than just the, the one. So we've got episodes uh, five and six. Uh, I, I noticed that, that the Twin Peaks episodes of this series are literally just called The Return and then whatever part it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Which is, I, I didn't notice that until until today when I was just looking up the uh, episode titles to see what they were and then noticed that that's what they were called. Um, so... Ian, um, what have you been thinking about where the season's going at the moment? Not, not the season, the because I mean, it's, I suppose what we need to look at is it's not the season, is it? This is the this is it. <laughs> These eighteen episodes. Well, These yeah, are the, the conclusion yeah. Of, yeah, this of, is of the peaks. conclusion of Twin Peaks, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing is, I I know what I want to see. Yeah. I want, I, you know, I want to see good Cooper back. Yeah. Um, I quite want to see more bad Cooper because um, I don't think we've seen any of him in these two episodes, have we? Uh, briefly. Oh, uh, briefly in episode five. In right? episode five, yeah. Yeah, like the, the phone call. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to see him. I would like to see more in Twin Peaks. Um, I know you, you were kind of saying off mic yesterday, it doesn't bother me as much as I feel it might bother you but because i'm liking i'm liking dougie jones um i naomi watts her character is getting i thought she was just a a rather two-dimensional kind of like moaning wife at first but yeah i like I like how kind of moral she is, juxtaposed against how immoral it seemed like Dougie Jones was. Uh, yeah, I, 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 the the her chewing out the the two uh, goons uh, about <laughs> about how much money they are uh, was was fantastic. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that that kind of like you know, we I we are the ninety nine percent. Like, how how do you like? How could he? He can't afford twenty grand. How is he going to afford fifty-two grand? Like it makes no sense. Like brilliant. It was. Um, it, it was a spectacular. Uh, it was. It was Lynch saying something without having, without actually really sort of saying it mm-hmm. in a way. Um, and it, it's often Lynch doesn't often get drawn into politics because I don't think he. I don't think it ever entered his his sphere of consciousness. To be honest. Yeah. Sure. Um, but that felt like that felt like some sort of dig at something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yes, yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, Which might have been more Frost than Lynch. Yeah, true, true. Um, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it feels like a kind of just a what, like almost a one-off scene that Frost just managed to stick in there or something. Yeah, I, I know. Years ago, I did. I, did um, I mean, this was this was an interview about. Oh God! Um, I think it was about 1986. So talking like 30 years ago, I remember seeing it with David Lynch when they, they said to him, "You know, how is your art moving on uh, now that you're you have more money to do your art?" And he, he, his response was, "I've always kind of spent what's in my pocket, if that makes sense." Mm-hmm. Which kind of it, it's Lynch will always, you know, if Lynch has got. A hundred grand to spend on 
a house, he'll spend £100,000 on a house. If he's got £10 million to spend on a house, he'll spend £10 million on a house. Yeah. And either one, he'll still got what, get what he wants for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, yeah, I mean, but I, that makes sense. He, yeah. he does seem to fit to budget, yeah. Um, yeah. So, the thing is, it almost feels like they are starting to take the piss out of people a little bit, though. Um, Diane, like, literally, that scene has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. No, it's... I mean, this could be... It it, it could all be part of the fact is that, in all honesty, the vast... The vast majority of people um, watching Peaks now, be it um, new followers or older followers, um, they, they're, they're more used to watching it um, in, in, in in sort of in binge watching circumstances. So watching four or five episodes or three episodes or double episodes or, or whatever, which it has become the norm for how TV is kind of consumed nowadays with Netflix dropping things all at once. Uh, even I think the, the new Riviera um, Sky Atlantic season, um, they're dropping all of that at once. Oh, are they really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they're, they're really? dropping all of that. Once. It's going to be on um, episodically. So, you know, episode, you know, one Friday, episode one the next Friday, things like that. But if you want, you can just watch it all. Right. Which is an interesting kind of idea. I think that what they're doing is that they're kind of experimenting with that to see how that works. Because watching it on Sky On Demand, they can still throw adverts in there. So what's it matter uh, to them? Um, so I think that the, the, there is that coming into play. And the fact is that I know that uh, when they, they wrote this this block of, of, of Twin Peaks, they didn't write it as 18 episodes. They wrote it as one big long movie and then have then looked at it and gone right we can chop it into 12 no wait a minute it might be 15 actually we might just we might just hold back and not commit to how many episodes it's going to be and it might be there's a possibility there was once it was mooted that um the episodes could be anything from 40 minutes to an hour and 20 minutes long mm. and then eventually they went no it's going to be 18 episodes roughly you know, non, you know, forty odd minutes an episode. So that kind of idea of watching it week by week, you know, Diane might be in the entire next episode. You know, thirty percent of the next episode might be Diane, and it, there might have been an idea that that scene will have happened, and then there have been another scene, and then we'll have got or Diane in episode seven or what is it? But then in the editing, it it's felt right to move it to there and to move that to there, which. Could just be me being an apologist. It could be him going right. We've got to have a nod, wink moment in every single fucking episode. Six already. I didn't add one. It had the um, the traffic light, uh-huh. which was a fantastic kind of nod back to you know to to the original Twin Peaks. Mm. But I do get what you're saying. There does seem to be a little bit. It's it's teasing too much. And the thing is, we're a third into it now. You need to fucking stop teasing. Yeah, I, it, it, it's just the fact that he seems very, very enamoured with Dougie Jones. Um, Which is starting to grate on me, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it. 
I've got to say, I mean, the, the conclusion of that scene where he's in the office and then the boss is looking through all of it, I knew I knew it was just going to be like the boss has interpreted some some the, the random squiggles that he's drawn yeah. as like the information that he needs or something. It's being there. It is being there. And I, it yeah. still weirds me out that no one is talking about that. He is Chauncey Gardner or whatever his fucking Peter Sellers' his name is in that film. Yeah. Um, and it's, I, I, yeah, I, it, it is coming. It, I think it is coming to a head now because Dougie Jones has been in what four episodes now. Yeah, and and my worry is there is part of the whole part of the wonder of, of, of Twin Peaks was Agent Cooper. You know, I think you yourself you said after watching you know the whole of the the whole shebang beforehand was you know you were saying you know he is the best character the best ever, film or character ever yes and, and I, I, would, I would absolutely agree with that and my worry now is we're 30 percent of the way through for 33 percent of the way through the, the final conclusion of twin peaks story and effectively of of agent cooper's story mm. dale cooper's story and we've actually spent no time with agent dale cooper We've spent time with, you know, the, that the Dougie Jones Cooper and Evil Cooper. It's kind of like, do you know what? I'm getting worried because if it, if it, if we get to episode fifteen and it, it we start at Dale Cooper, I'll be like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what's starting to worry me. There's other. I mean, we also what I will say is in in part six we had the best scene in in the whole thing so far uh, that made me go, all right, yeah, I'm actually, uh, you've pulled me quite far back into it. And as I, I was drifting, kind of going, I'm enjoying it. And that's what I said to you off, off mic yesterday. I'm enjoying it, but not as Twin Peaks. Oh, is it Richard Fawn and that, what, the Richard conversation he has with that, with that guy? Yeah. Or, yeah. No, the, yeah, the, 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 the conversations I'm with a drug dealer would yeah. be, the coin of the, the magic coin. trick. Yeah. That the, was... The way that guy is so threatening, but it's almost like he's rehearsed his, mo- his moves and he's slightly fucking them up. Like, it's yeah. it, it's really weird. Like, he goes to say something that kind of hesitates, then goes for it again. And it's like, he kind of does these movements and then kind of backs off of it. And then... But then, at the end, the thing with the coin, it's like, right, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. It's it, it was it, it for me that was that was kind of up there in the in the echelons of moments when you go back and you watch Twin Peaks again. There's moments where you're going in your head, right? I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying. Okay, yeah, this is this is this is this bit, mm. and you kind of you get yourself ready. You look forward to those bits. Now that'll be one of those bits that I'll go ah. During part four, like it's only two episodes, like get to that fucking bit again, because it was I I thought that was fantastic. I thought it was that that felt peak peaks. (laughs) And I mean, also, I mean, in part five, I like how the Jacoby with the shovels early on. Yeah. It almost kind of feels like that's probably the end of that bit now. Yes, that, that that was just. A, a, a dumb idea that um, that Lynch had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the only time we see Nadine. 
Um, even though no, um, Ed, Ed's supposed to be in it though, isn't he? Yes, he is in it. Yeah, yeah. okay, so maybe not then, but like I, I don't know. That just feels like such a perfect ending for Doctor Jacoby. Just he is literally selling shit shovels. Yeah, it's so odd, and I, I like yeah, just a fun little <laughs> short film, but in a in it's interspersed in a few different episodes. Like yeah, I, exactly. And the thing is, is, is it's 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 easy to forget that, that Jacoby isn't actually that. He's he's weirdly he's almost a bit of a MacGuffin in the whole fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because he has actually very little importance, and he he is actually he's a dick in the original in the uh, the first two series. You know, he refuses to share information with the police mm-hmm. that could help them. Um, he fucks around with Bobby just for the sake of fucking around with Bobby. Yeah. And he actually, he says, he actually at one point actually says in, in his only moment of honesty uh, after Laura's funeral, says to Agent Cooper, I'm a terrible person. Mm. And it, it is, that's almost like his little moment of, that's the only moment where he's, he's being himself and he's admitting, I'm a terrible person, I, I don't care about these people. And it's it, it's like, He's just drifted back into into being a terrible person. He's there's every possibility that he lost his license for doing something completely fucking uh, immoral that he wasn't supposed to do. Yeah. And his wife, he ended up. It's probable that he probably slept with a client or something like that. Um, and it, it came out and he lost his wife. His wife took him for everything, and now he's pissed off. So he's selling shit shovels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, and that's fine. I'm. I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with seeing him in that and then not seeing him again. And I'd be fine if we saw him again. But he had nothing to do with the story. I'd be fine if he had loads to do with the story. I just, I'd like to see a few more people. Like the fact that we spent as much time in episode six with Heidi, the German waitress, as we did with Shelley. That's true. She and she almost kind of made more of an impression. In fairness, yeah, yeah, with that fucking laugh. That um, laugh is fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's there's little bits, there's little bits like that, and there people have been introduced so quickly, and then go away for two episodes, or you don't see them for the rest of that episode. That it's hard to form relationships with them like you did with people in the the earlier seasons um so for instance you had shelly's daughter becky has been in it play, uh, man of safe mm. she's been in it for what literally half a scene uh yeah yeah oh yeah no she comes into the restaurant and she gets into the the, the car with caleb landry jones yeah um, yeah does a um, bit of coke and then has a close one of hers yeah it's yeah. a nice shot it does it does feel sprawling. I mean, just you know, the first episode, the um, the guy looking at the like the box and that girl, and it's like there's it kind of feels like they they, they like they were gonna be in it a bit more. Yeah, because like now cause she was she was billed as like one of the main like, like the main female character. I, I remember Mike. I think Mike saying on WhatsApp, wasn't it? It was like he yeah. was saying she's the lead like one Female. of the lead characters of Peaks and it's like she was in it for like maybe three scenes and she was killed yeah 
And, and two of those, she brought coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, the thing. The is, thing I'm, is, I, I'm really enjoying my time with it, though. That's I, the thing. Yeah, that's it. I, I am as well. I, I, it, it's a really weird situation in the fact that I'm really enjoying my time with it, but at the same time, at no point I'm not enjoying it. But I'm kind of. I suppose part of it is, is I'm, I'm wanting to know more about what happened to the people I care about. And I, I'm, I'm starting to think that, that maybe that I'm approaching it in the, from a wrong angle. And that Lynch isn't as bothered about that. He's wanting to tell this story. But then again, it, that's how it was sold to us. Lynch constantly said he was looking forward to spending some time back in Twin Peaks. And he had unfinished business in Twin Peaks. So, my worry at the moment is, when are we going to get to Twin Peaks? <laughs> yeah. Uh... Because, I mean, it could be, though, that all this is set up, and we might have eight episodes or nine episodes of set up, and then everybody lands in Twin Peaks, and then we have a fucking nine-hour crescendo, which you could imagine from Lynch. It definitely that that it definitely does need to. It can't sprawl out any more than it is now. No, it, it, it needs to. It needs to start coming together now. I, I mean, I'm fine with it if it like these are the threads. So like, Gordon, Albert, and Diane, and um, Agent Palmer. I want yes. to say, yeah. Um, there's their thing. Dougie, Janie. Dougie, uh, Tom Sizemore, it kind of seems like he might have some, uh, something a bit more to do with it and whatnot. There's that bit. Richard Fawn, who I'm assuming probably has something to do with Caleb Landry Jones and Amanda Seyfried. Like, they all seem a bit yeah. druggy, like young. And, young and is he weeks. Jerry's son, do we reckon? That's interesting. Because I kind of thought he was going to be Audrey's. Well, he could be, and I think but he also could be Jerry's. I suppose we'll find. Well, we'll find. That's out. it. But, but, but the, 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 see, this is the, the the great thing is we don't know. Mm. It, it, it's not actually been fully, absolutely confirmed that Becky is Shelley's daughter. We, we assume she is, and let's face it, she is. Mm. But it's not expressly been said. Oh, you need to get a handle on your daughter or yeah my daughter is out of control it's just it's not and i think that, that it also well this is this is kind of how tv used to be in the sense that you didn't know what was happening and that's kind of good that we didn't know what's happening and that where rather than going well yeah blah's play blah isn't it you know the, the person that might arrive in three episodes we don't know that you know we've had richard horn has been in two episodes two episodes so far and you know, we don't know if it's Audrey's son, if, if it's Jerry's son, if it's Ben Horn's son from somewhere. If he's not even related, it's just a fucking coincidence and they're that, just fucking with us. That would be fucking hilarious. Yeah, it, it could be that. that there, there's that. Fucking Carl turns up. You know, Harry Dean Stanton turns up and actually gets a dig in and out smoking. <laughs> you know, I've been smoking 35 years and <laughs> every day. And smiles, which is... You know, that man loves smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I, it just it does kind of make you want to smoke. Um, yeah. You've also got what's going on with um, with Hawk as well. Oh God, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck? Like, what the fuck <laughs> is that letter that he found? Yeah. The oh. dismissiveness to that guy, because that guy obviously has been lined up as a dickhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I have a feeling that well. what's going to happen there with that guy is when Cooper, proper Cooper, returns, he's going to walk in and or Albert is going to walk in and destroy that guy in like two or three lines. Mm. That that could happen. You could see that Albert turning up and that guy trying to. Be a smart ass with Albert and Albert just fucking just destroying him in like two or three fucking words. That would be lovely. Uh, that's gotta be, be Albert though. It's gotta be Albert. It would it's be got to, yeah, it's never think of it. It's gotta be Albert. Yeah. But the fact that Hawk is just so fucking dismissive when he comes in, he's like, find another bathroom. Well I'm gonna tell the show. So Yeah. You can still find another bathroom. No, that's like, great. Hawk just doesn't give a fuck. No, I mean just fan yeah. Fantastic. I mean, I, I just what the fuck? There, there are loads of questions, but I'm not chomping at the bit to, bit to get them answered because I just want to see what happens next, no yeah, matter well, what thread it is. Why have they found sixteen sets of Garland Briggs Garland Briggs fingerprints on their bodies? Oh yeah. Over the past, you know, since Cooper went missing, what's going on there? With all these things, the thing is, you know that not all of them are going to get answered. <laughs> Yeah, you would think was, so, wouldn't you? Who was the fucking insane midget with an ice pick? <laughs> now, that was fucking brilliant. What, <laughs> like, yeah, what? what is that? <laughs> and he's going after Dougie next. So, I, it just, like, so what's going to happen then? Is it just going to be Dougie being Dougie and he somehow kind of, like, flukes his way out of it or something um, don't know there's gonna be he's, he's got a snap out of it at some point I, I do like the way the fact that nobody has realised that he's not Dougie they're just kind of treating it like he's just he's just a little bit odd at the moment mm. like the fact that he's lost seemingly lost like five or six stone overnight over a weekend sorry and he's acting really fucking bizarre yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like, Janie, I think, would have been more worried if it wasn't for the fact that they got the money to... He had the money to kind of ease their... Whatever the troubles they had. So exactly, yeah. And it, 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 that reminds you that you're not in the real world. You're in a lynch world. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, oh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, i got to say, one thing, one thing that fucking annoyed me, but it's just in an OCD way, the fact that episode 5 didn't end... As a music number, I thought this was going to annoy you at the end. But, but then episode 6 did. Yeah. It, it, I, just, I just, what? That, if every single other episode has a, a, a musical piece at the end, with the exception of the last episode I think you can get away with, mm. but if every single other one has a musical episode at the end... People will be debating why episode five didn't for years. Yeah, straight up. And he'll do it as well, because he's fucking Lynch. Yeah, he is. And and there will be no reason. It'll just be... It'll just be something as simple as they only filmed 17 or 16. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be something as simple as that. I I don't know. I mean, it's also... I mean, it's like... James, was that one bit with James... The only bit we're going to get. And it was just like, Shelley. Because it would be kind of lovely, though, if the one bit was 
James still around and Shelley saying James was always cool. Like Lynch is like, yeah, fuck you to uh, the, the detractors, and then he's out. But why? Why throw in the? He hasn't been the same since his accident. Why throw that? Ah, in? shit! You're right. Yeah, you know, there's there's got to be something there. Um, for for that. Oh, but then again, oh, does they? Does they? Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You, you're working with a guy who who is very much in control of this property. The, you know, Frost and Lynch, they're very much in control of this property. And they're going to make the version of Twin Peaks they want to make. There's going to be fan service in there, but the fan service will only reflect what they want to, to service effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of a beautiful notion of this, that, that we're getting a very pure form of, of TV in the sense that they're not chasing a second series. They're not chasing to, to, to appeal to everybody. This is a show that is made to appeal to the people that it appeals to. Beyond that, they don't give a shit. And so far, it's appealing. It's, yes, I mean, it very I, much is. It's, I mean, that's the thing. The things that we think are issues now in the context of the whole thing may well not be. You know, who, yeah. who's to say? But yeah, we uh, we shall we shall reconvene in uh, in a couple of weeks because uh, we're not doing a normal show next week. But yeah, yeah, I I, I hope your I hope your worries are eased. I, I hope now because I'm not. That's uh, it. I just I just want to spend more time in peaks. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be in all these other places all the time. I don't want to get to episode. 17 and be going fuck you no no I, I, I just I want to be satisfied oh, totally <laughs> so cool what, what else have you been watching this week uh, so I've only I've only got a couple of things I know I know you've got more so I'll I'll try and quickly go through them so I watched uh, Colossal at last um, oh yes yeah so uh, Nacho Vigalondo's monster movie with um, Anne Hathaway Jason Sudeikis and Dan Stevens um and Tim Blake Nelson. Uh, it was good to see him in there. Um, really, really, really interesting film, this. Really interesting. Um, I don't want to spoil too much, so I will just say Anne Hathaway is uh, a bit of a, a wreck. Um, kind of been unemployed for a long time, likes the booze. Dan Stevens is her boyfriend. He dumps her, says he, he just can't handle it anymore, like, and basically packs her bags and tells her to get out. She moves back home, starts getting pally with uh, an old school friend played by Jason Stakis, who's the owner of a bar. She starts working at the bar and um, she discovers that she has a link to a monster which seems to be attacking Soul. Um, and that's that's all I'll say about that. So this has got shit on its mind. It's a really, 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 really dark film. Um, I, I, I've heard I've heard people say that it's an incredibly black comedy. Pitch. Um, pitch black. There are scenes in this film that I was just really weirded out by certain actions of people on screen and I don't I just don't want to say why 
I want you to watch it and then we'll have a discussion. Um, but I found it very intense in places, um, very suffocating. Um, but at the same time, it's also a monster movie. Um, and the monster stuff is good. There's not a lot of it in there. It's obviously low budget. And it's it's not that it looks bad. It's just it's not a film that has the budget for big monster fights. When they're there, they look good. Really, yeah. really good ending. Anne Hathaway is fucking fantastic. She's That's good because she's had a bit of a... She's not really done anything post winning an Oscar. Yeah, yeah. And she was she was falling at that category of, of actresses that win an Oscar then just fucking disappear. Yeah, I mean she is very very believable as a good woman who is being let down by people around her, um, and is blaming herself for things that aren't necessarily her fault. Um, Jason Sudeikis is great. Very different role for him. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I, I actually quite like Jason Sudeikis. I know he's, he's an acquired taste, we'll say. It, it's, um, it's a very different role for him. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, Dan Stevens, not in it an awful lot, but the, the whole kind of like bravado like male bravado but like little boy inside is a is a theme of this film he does it very well so does someone else um so yeah i nacho vigalondo i've not been as high on as other people seem to be i thought time crimes was all right um extraterrestrial was in really interesting open windows was kind kind of garbage um so yeah it was yeah i'm very very hot and cold on him slight tangent by the way just because he works with elijah wood a vr game was announced at the sony press conference last night where elijah wood is like producing it and it stars him and macon blair all right and it's called transference and it's like I don't know. It looks really like Google it, like or YouTube it after. Like have a look at the trailer. Um, that fucker looks interesting. Anyway, um, yeah. So it's uh, oh, also by the way, at the moment, until dawn is sixteen ninety nine on PlayStation Network. You and Becky need to play it. Uh, I, I would, but I can't actually play games at the moment because uh, Becky's fucking dog has chewed my PS4 controller. Oh, that's not good. No, they're like forty-five fucking quid to, rep- to replace. Yeah, that's... And it's not—it's not that that I don't have forty-five pounds to replace it. It's just I'm looking at it going, I don't want to spend yeah. forty-five pound replacing it until I absolutely have to. Until I'm looking at it going, well, I fucking need it now. I actually need it now. I'm surprised <laughs> Becky hasn't insisted upon it already. To be fair, she's not got a game on the go at the moment. Oh man. If, I'm, if she... I'm... Until Dawn, what? you two would have a really fun Un- couple of nights with that. Until Dawn, was that the uh, the horror game? Yeah. Yeah, Becky's got it. Oh, fair enough. All right, well, I'll shut the fuck up then. Oh, no, wait, has, she, has she got Until Dawn? She might not have Until Dawn. Like, yeah, you two need to get on it. Um, so, there you go. Um, but, yeah, Colossal. It's really, it's really fucking good. It's really good. 
Like, I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. I no, might... she doesn't have until dawn. Actually, she wanted it but never got it in the end. So. Oh, okay. So 16.99, I might yeah. have to get that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's worth it. Um, at the moment, it would be in my top ten for the year, easy. Oh, very nice. At the moment, I it's one of those ones where come year's end, it could get shoved out, but I'd be cool with it if it was. Oh, that's cool. I, I'm, I'm very much. I, I was. I was I was gutted actually that um, it, it dropped off. I, 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 just, I assumed that we'd get at least two weeks of it out of cinemas, mm. uh, and obviously, clearly, it's still playing in Cardiff like three weeks later. But in three fucking cinemas in York, it, it dropped off after the first week, uh, and I'd kind of planned and gone right. I've got a day off there, and we're going to see Colossal that day, and we were going to cover it, weren't we, on the on the show? And then when I actually looked, I just assumed that it's still playing. When I actually looked, it wasn't playing, and I was a little bit like, fuck. In hindsight, I thought, Do you know what? In hindsight, I'd have probably preferred to fucking see that. We're talking Arthur, which I thoroughly enjoyed, mm. but I, I would have been able to watch King Arthur the next week. That's whereas true. I couldn't watch Colossal the next week. I, it was weird as well, because I went to see it ten past one in the afternoon on a Thursday, yeah. and there were quite a few people in there. And I, that, I, I have a feeling that film is going to be one of those where the minute it lands on Netflix, which it will do, by by fucking the end of the year, possibly February next year, that fucker will be on Netflix. And I think that's where it'll start to find its kind of its place. Because I've I heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, it was also the last day it was actually playing. So that maybe it was just people like wanting to catch it before. But like literally the credits rolled and there, were, there was a woman behind me who said, I have never seen anything like that in my life. And, and like, it was just like, yeah, I kind of, I watch a lot of films. I'm kind of there with her. Oh, very nice. It's fucking. It, it's a odd. It, I mean, it's an odd mashup, but it fucking works. Um, so yeah, colossal. Really recommended. Um, also recommended Jawbone, um, which is a that the Brit boxing one. Yeah, I actually read. I read your review on. Um, on Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, was yeah, it Godzilla? Yeah, was it? Wasn't it? Yeah. Yep, indeed. Um, so yeah, I have a review up of it. Um, and yeah, this is really good. Written by and starring Johnny Harris, who is a bit of a hey that guy, um, and directed by I think his name's Thomas Napper, who's been a second unit director on a lot of Joe Wright stuff, I believe. Um, yeah. So yeah, he, like so yeah, direct feature directorial debut from him and um, Ray Winstone, uh, Ian McShane, and Michael Smiley are also in this. Um, so yeah, it's it's a boxing movie. Um, and it's basically Johnny Harris is just like um, he was an amateur champion who uh, started doing unlicensed boxing and essentially because of like the lack of respect and career prospects that that gave him he basically turned into an alcoholic um, but he wants he, 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 the, the film kicks off with him being uh, evicted from what was his uh, his fat, like childhood home uh, because like the block of flats are being demolished, and then he, um, it's a bit of a wake up call in his life, and he he kind of wants to get back boxing again. Um, Ray Winstone is like his former trainer essentially, and he starts using his gym again. They had a falling out uh, years beforehand. Michael Smiley is Ray Winstone's right hand man, and Ian McShane is in two scenes. Uh, but he, he's very uh, like in one, he's he's got quite a bit of dialogue, and he's very good in it. So yeah. Um, it's pretty upsetting stuff in moments. Um, Thomas Napper's got an eye, for sure. The the 
the climactic fight is a really interesting mix of like wide angle stuff and then really like close up almost like fist eye view things going on which which is really interesting and it's in a location where everybody fucking hates the guy your protagonist who's been your protagonist for like the last hour and a quarter uh, so it's a really weird dichotomy there that you're kind of cheering him on while everybody on screen wants him to basically die. Um, so yeah, and it very, it's very very powerful. Um, it's it's a boxing movie, so it does those beats, but the it's not filled with like an ex-wife and like a kid who he wants to impress or anything like that it's basically the alcoholism fucked him over he's got no one um and you kind of just want to start seeing him have someone in his life even if that someone is michael smiley um so yeah it's uh, it's it's well worth a watch this um it'll be on netflix or amazon within the next few months give it a go once it is that, well, yeah, that's it. I'll, 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 I'm actually surprised. I remember it, it, it got a lot of good reviews um, when it played briefly in in cinemas a few months ago. I think. I'm just looking at. Uh, I'm just looking there while you, you were talking at the uh, at his second unit stuff. And it's no coincidence that it's all you know, you know atonement, solace, and uh, Karen uh, into the woods. Pam, but he was second unit on Beauty and the Beast as well. Yeah, I mean, he's done some big shit, and he uh, he's just decided to like do something pretty small scale for his directorial debut but he's got an eye to make shit look look probably cost more than it probably did yeah it, it, it was ultra low budget and it's you know i think it's cool that you, you, you still get actors like uh amy shane who you know has got a lot going on you know and ray winston you know still throws his hat in for these things and i think with ray winston the problem is it's hard to sort of detach Ray Winston, the person and the character that Ray Winston is, mm-hmm. uh, that he's created that, you know, fucking East End gent bullshit that he's got going on. Um, to detach that from the fact that when he wants to be, he's actually really quite a good actor. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's only, you only have a moderate fear of him talking about betting in play during this film <laughs> which is more than most of uh, which is less than most of his films i think it's fair to say yeah yeah good stuff uh, that that is me though mate so uh you, you go ahead cool right I've, I've watched uh i've watched a few things um i don't know i mentioned it last time we, we were on but i started rewatching uh the girl with the dragon tattoo finished rewatching that uh it's a fucking crying shame that we're not gonna get um the rest of the series made by fincher and uh daniel craig and yeah. um, but also, I do think it stands quite nicely as a film on its own. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the bit. It's got... I, I like that whole, like, last 20 minutes when, like, Stanley Skarsgård's been killed and it's, yeah. like... Yeah, the film continues going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really like that. Um, yeah. And that the ending as well, it, it just... It's a lovely, slightly downbeat, melancholy end to a film that's gone to some pretty extreme places. Um, I, yeah, that did yeah, it, pretty it's, good. It, it's, it's, it's deeply kind of bleak, and it's... Because the whole fucking thing, the whole the whole film 
and the whole idea and the whole story is about misunderstandings and about people seeing one thing and not seeing the right thing or seeing something and it, it, it actually not being what it is or not seeing things at all and things like that and it, you kind of get the ending of, of that is it, it's just it, it's you know Elizabeth has, has found somebody that she actually has an affinity for and actually feels like she has you know something there and then she sees it in with um Charlotte Penn, or um, Robin Wright, sorry, um, and it's kind of like, all oh, right, so that's happening, and it, it's all misunderstanding, and you're almost wanting to fucking scream at the screen, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's it's a fucking beautiful looking film oh, as well. God, that film is fucking phenomenal. It really does look gorgeous, mm. and it's it's the, the thing is, it, it'll always kind of for some reason get get lost in, in, in Fincher's kind of, in Fincher's CV. Like, like, like other films that get lost in Fincher's CV, it'll always be seen as being kind of like one of the, the lower end ones, but actually it, it, it's not, it's a really high end fucking great thriller um, that on anyone else's CV would be fucking near to the top. But then you remember... I am, this is the guy who directed Zodiac and Fight Club and Seven. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean, like, I, 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 I think it's top tier Fincher, but then it's like Seven is probably a better film. Zodiac is a better film. The Social Network is a better film. You know, so already there's like three films there. I think, I think that's probably it. Fight Club is a film that works less for me every time I watch it. Um, See, the weird thing is, what I tend to do with Fight Club is not watch it that often. No, neither do um, I. But, like, that, ev- like, every five years or so at this point. But it yeah, seems to work I, less. I watched it about a year ago. I, and I, I, I had that. I watched it about three or four years ago. and was like, ah, it's lost its punch a little bit. Uh, pun intended. Um, but then I watched it last year and was like, ah, oh, that kind of makes sense again now. Okay, all right, nice. <laughs> and it's one of those where I think... Fight Club will always make sense depending on what's going on in the world. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah, fantastic. I think it is it is deeply underappreciated. Um, a film that's not deeply underappreciated, uh, and that I, I am now going to state that I, I think I might be the only person on earth that's watched this film twice. Oh God! What are you going to do? It's horrible bosses too. What you watched that twice? Yes. It's better than the first one, but still, what? Well, the thing is, I, 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 I got to work really fucking early the other day, because Bex needed the car, um, I Bex needed to be at work, and just, I got to work, like, a good hour and a half before I was due to kind of even bother start doing any fucking work, and, like, two and a half hours before I even opened. So I had, like, two and a half hours, effectively, before I had anybody else in, and I thought, I'm not going to start fucking work. Because I'm here, I was there from when I got there at like half seven till eight o'clock that night. So I thought, I'm not. I'm going to have breakfast, sit down and watch a film on my iPad. And then I literally thought, right, if I, I can't spend ages choosing anything. So the first thing I see when I go, hey, I could watch that. I'll watch. And it was Horrible Bosses 2. And I thought, ah, oh, fucking, I could watch that. It's entertaining enough for just Chris Pine. And the thing is, Chris Pine is great in that movie. He's fantastic yes. in that movie. Yes, he is. Um, 
but that's it. That is the only thing that is great in that movie is Chris Pine. Um, and he's not in it a lot. <laughs> when he is in it, it's great. When he's not, it's fucking terrible. And he's in it for maybe, I would say, in the hour and 40 odd minutes that it is, I would say he's maybe in it for, if I say 20 minutes, I think I'd be pushing it. Sure. Yeah, so, yeah, our boss is too. Just don't bother. Don't with it unless you really, really like Chris Pine. Then you can give it a go. Right, fair enough, bud. Good for you. Uh, I watched John Q. Um, oh, the Denzel. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mainly because Noel uh, put a thing on our WhatsApp group saying John Q's best mate is uh, essentially me in like 20 years' time when I put a little bit of weight on. Hmm. Uh, and I looked at it and thought, I'm happy with that look. And then I thought, I've not seen John Q. Uh, watched the trailer and went, yep, yeah, I'm all right with that. It's got Robert Duvall in it. It's got Anne Hesh in it. It's got really uh, Denzel Washington. Yes, unfortunately, it's got fucking James Woods, and I'm kind of trying to not watch anything with James Woods in it because it reminds me how terrible a human he is. Um, so, and yeah, I know you're supposed to you know, separate the art from the person, but just... It's difficult with that con at the moment. Um, so, yeah, John Q is... Um, it, it, it's, it's actually... Funny enough, it's actually fucking strangely prescient at the moment, despite the fact that it's 15 years old. Um, so, John Q is a guy who's... Um, he's a, a factory worker, um, and he's, he's trying to get more hours at the factory, but they keep cutting his hours because they're sending essentially... He works in the steelworks and they're shipping the steelworks down to Mexico where they can get it done for cheaper. Um, and his son um, essentially needs a heart transplant to survive, otherwise he's going to die. And so Denzel Washington and his, and his wife get told, look, essentially your son's got weeks, not months or years, he's got weeks to live and the more his heart works, the more it's going to slow down. And they actually say, essentially what will happen is, one one night he'll go to sleep and he won't wake up. Mm. Um, and so while they're telling them this, uh, this is James Woods, who is the cardio specialist at this hospital, is telling them this. Anne Hesh is playing, a, he's playing the, the hospital administrator and plays just the fucking heartless bitch to a T. Basically, as soon as he's saying that, while they're still sort of crying and saying, what can we do? She basically says, well, nothing, because your insurance doesn't cover it. Yeah. And they say, well, no, I've, I've got I've got full health insurance. And they say, yeah, not to cover this. They actually changed your health insurance quite recently, and it doesn't cover this. That's the hell. Right, yeah. And so he has to kind of battle through to try and work out this and to try and get some funding or anything like that. And every time they get close, he's like, wait, I've got the deposit for it to give to Anne Hesh, and she basically goes, that's great, that, and yeah, it would be essentially a down payment on, you know, the heart transplant that's going to cost $250,000. However, you actually already owe us $30,000 for the treatment that we've given him so far, so we'll take that, and we're going to release him tomorrow. So, John Q then decides to take matters into his own hands, and essentially takes over the emergency ward of the hospital, um, by essentially chaining all the doors shut. Mm. 
and then starts issuing demands, and it goes from there. It's uh, actually directed by uh, Nick uh, Cassavetes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's a little bit too long, if I'm honest. Uh, it, it, it's it takes too long to get to that point where he's in the hospital. There's a little bit too much time montages of them trying to get money, and it's a little bit like we get it. You're trying to raise money. Um, also, as well. Um, Kimberly uh, Elise, who plays his wife in it, is probably the weakest link. Um, but then you've got some sort of, you know, really good kind of um, support performances. You know, Duval and Rayleigh Otter um, as the um, developer essentially plays the the lieutenant who who's called Lieutenant Frank Grimes, uh, which made me laugh because it's Frank Grimey Grimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and this was only a couple of years removed from Frank Grimy Grimes in The Simpsons. That's so, weird. Yeah, so they they really should have fucking changed that name. <laughs> hmm. um, unless it is a nod, um, and then really I was playing his um, the chief of police, uh, and that they have a little a nice little back and forth uh, there. So that's that's quite good. Um, it's it's worth watching. It's on Netflix. Um, it's, it's worth giving a go. It'll be, it'll be a good treadmill or train to work film. Okay, yeah, yeah, I believe that. Is what I'd say for that. So yeah, it's, it, I was, I'm glad I watched it. Um, but it's not one I think I'm going to watch again in a couple of years' time. It's I watched it, enjoyed it, can't see myself watching it again. Okay, fair enough. Uh, what else have I watched? Um, rewatched Cruel Intentions for no fucking reason. <laughs> wow, no reason. Yeah, just rewatched it. <laughs> yeah, you sure you didn't want to jack it to some uh, to some Sarah Michelle Gellar? Oh no. Uh, the, the, one thing I will say is, right, that film is a perfect fucking dichotomy of that of, of nineteen ninety nine. It opens with a placebo song for a start off. Nice. Um, the soundtrack is just so nineteen ninety nine. It's it's ridiculous, um, and it's yeah, it's. It's Sarah Michelle Gellar, Ryan Philippe, and Reese Witherspoon um, just trying to be really fucking sexy. And at the time, you probably thought, God, this film was... I remember, I remember seeing... I saw the cinema at the, the cinema at the time. This was mine and Becky's second date movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah, this is our second date. Our first date movie um, was... I can't remember what we were going to see, but it was something incredibly pretentious that I picked. And in the end, that was sold out, so we saw She's All That instead. Nice. And then the following week, we saw Cruel Intentions. And then the week after that, we saw The Matrix. Solid three weeks. Solid three weeks, yeah. Um, Cruel Intentions is actually still quite entertaining, I must say. Um, it, it It doesn't hold up. It's it's a different type of entertaining. It's silly entertaining now. And you're looking at it going, this literally would just... This now, if they made this now, it would be a 12-episode Netflix series um, that kids would fucking love, but we would watch and go, this is bollocks. Well, they they, um, they did a pilot for a TV series yes, uh, this, this year, I think, wasn't it? And it didn't get yeah. picked up. No, it didn't get picked up. No, uh, there is also a, a two sequels to Cruel Intentions, mm. including uh, a, the sequel, which is actually a prequel, which Amy Adams plays um, Sarah Michelle Gellar's character in it. Oh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Despite the fact that it's, it's a prequel made the following year by the same writer and director, uh, Roger Cumble. Um But yeah, it stars Amy Adams, who is a few years older than Sarah Michelle Gellar, playing a younger version of her. I I could be into that. I, I do you know what? I, I'm actually going to watch it probably over the next week at some point. I watched the trailer for it after I watched Good Intentions and was like, that looks shit. I'm watching it. Nice. <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, it's it's fun, it's stupid, it's throwaway. Uh, I can see why it was a hit at the time. Um, it's a kind of sad lament that these movies, type of movies, don't kind of exist anymore. That film pitched for you know fifteen to eighteen year olds. The because the idea now is the fifteen certificate has kind of been absorbed by the 18 certificate yeah. in a little bit of a way. Sure. So now it's this movie would be toned down ever so slightly to get a a 12A um, certificate. And the 15 that they were going to make, this the mid-budget 15 movie, is now something like Bad Neighbours 2 or 21 Jump Street. And you're not getting this type of movie like Cruel Intentions or Gossip or things like that, which are... Gossip. Swim fan. Swim fan, yes. All oh. movies that I've seen. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, all movies, correction, all movies that I've owned on DVD. Um, yeah, uh, so the, you're not getting those those kind of aimed at teens, those, those teen movies that aren't just sex comedies. Um, you're not getting those anymore. It's it's a strange thing. They're they're now TV series like um, Pretty Little Lies and things like that. Or Thirteen Reasons Why, I assume. Um, and it, it's kind of like quite strange. I remember quite enjoying those at the time, and then you know going back, I still occasionally go back and watch Gossip, despite the fact that it's not a good film, but it's a fun film to watch. Like I, like I say, I, I I do own Gossip on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> actually correction I actually own Gossip on DVD twice what at the yeah, same I time own it on DVD. at the same time yeah but at the same time yeah I own it on DVD and it's in my DVD collection which is sadly in boxes in my loft at the moment um, but when we went to the cabin recently a few times back and went to the cabin we decided to take a few DVDs to watch with us because they have a DVD player there um, and so we went to um, CEX uh, and bought a lot of like just crappy movies to swing on during the day. Uh, and one of them was uh, Gossip, which we bought for 50p. Sweet. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Cool Intentions. That is again on Netflix. And um, do you know what? Again, that's a it's an entertainment rewatch for pure nostalgia. If you've never seen it before, yeah, don't. But if you kind of have a recollection of it, it kind of it makes sense in a completely different way to what it did um, 18 years ago. Okay, that sounds cryptic. Yes. Uh, what else have I watched? Uh, I'll start to fire through a little bit quicker because I'm aware of time. Uh, have you watched The Joneses? Oh, the fucking... Um, the David... David Duchovny? Yeah, have you ever seen this? Yeah, man, I test screened a print of this back in the oh, day. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun flick. Yeah, that's not the, Yeah, I remember it not being bad. Yeah, it, it, it's biting and it's it's got a lot going on and it's uh, it's it certainly. Is David Duchovny in it? Who? Demi Moore. 
Sorry? Demi Moore? Uh, Demi Moore. <laughs> right, Demi yeah, Moore. okay, yeah. okay. And Amber Heard plays the, the fake daughter. Nice, okay. Yeah, uh, also as well, uh, had um, Glenn uh, Hedlina, um, who sadly died last, this week. Oh, yes, indeed, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, Jones is it's a I won't cover that too much. I guess we've on the podcast before, but yeah, that's a that's it's a fun flick. Mm-hmm. It's 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 satire done as it should be done. For anybody who doesn't know what the Jones is, it's, it's, they're, they're, they're like play, advertising people. Yeah, yeah they, they play a family um, who are stealth marketers. They essentially are put into a a very kind of affluent area and what they do is they sell lifestyle and sell products and they're all based around um, selling the perfect lifestyle so David Duchovny is the new guy uh, in their little family unit and so he's got to sell you know sporting goods to uh, the guys and things like that and Demi Moore's got to sell you know, beauty products and homeware and stuff like that, but they're not selling them saying, oh, do you want to buy this? They're doing it by a look at our lifestyle, isn't it great yeah. kind of idea, which works really well. Yeah, it's, uh, but then obviously idea. they have the, the genuine things that disrupt a family mm-hmm. uh, around them as well. Uh, also, uh, rewatched John Wick 2. Sweet. Uh, bought at 9.99 on iTunes. Um, there's a lot of fucking features on there. Yep. That film, have you rewatched it yet? No, going to. Looking forward to oh, it. That holds up really, really holds up. It is, it's, it's cool as fuck that movie. And I still maintain the only, the only shitty part of it, and the only misstep that the makers had was Ruby Rose. Yeah. But yeah. But it does seem a little bit like they like about halfway through it they went, and it might not be her fault. It might be that they've just they've had an idea for that character and it just hasn't worked. It hasn't landed, and then they've gone right. Fuck it. Let's just get rid of her really quickly because it does seem like there's going to be a big square off between John Wick and her, and then he dispatches of her with just fucking ease. Yeah. Because all she does is kind of not scream because she's deaf. But just do that and start running and just jabbing forward with her arm to stab. And it, it's a bit like, ooh, you, you're crap at this. <laughs> all the all the bearded guys with the machine guns who got dispatched pretty quickly as well, they all look like the same person. They were better at it than you, and they were crap. Or is it that just John Wick is just really fucking good? But the whole world building they've done with it, it, it kind of makes you go... You've gone bigger in this one. I cannot wait for part three for how fucking big that's going to be. Oh, it's the World, World War Wick, against right? John Wick. World War Wick. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant, that. I like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, a fucking cracking movie, that. Yeah. Um, and my final two, rewatch Blur. <laughs> oh, sweet. Yeah, uh, just based because I watched uh, that American Made trailer uh, and made me go, I can't remember. It's Blur now. Um, so yeah, we watch Blur. Uh, it's it's a it's a freaking great movie. I know we, we covered it out when we did our double demi song. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's a world bad man. Yeah, our fucking fantastic titles we had for that movie when we tried to come up with our word shit faced in London or Manchester. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, rings a bell that. Yeah. Yeah, we, I think we were we were chuckling. <laughs> 
That literally came about just from a pun, didn't it? We got confused about which Demi directed which film. <laughs> and then we're just going, double Demi? Double Demi? D- d- double indemnity. Oh, double indemnity. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, oh, that God. was a drunken conversation, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Neatly tied. <laughs> we left a show, lot of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and the final one, uh, rewatch Vanilla Sky. Um <laughs> I tried rewatching that a few weeks, a few years back, and I got 15 minutes in. Go further. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, go further. Go further, because that, because I was like that. About half an hour into it, I was going, "Oh, this is this is a little bit like a Tom Cruise wank fest." <laughs> when you consider when it was made and everything. Um, it does feel a little bit like that. But as it goes more and more in, it starts to unravel more and more and more. And then when you get to the end of it, it's, oh, this is, it's, I can see why people hold this movie. I don't hold it in as high regard as some. I think it's a, a solid seven and a half, eight out of ten movie that's got some really interesting shit going on. But I can see why there are people who, for them, this is a fucking masterpiece. And there are people out there like that. In a similar way as uh, Synecdoche, New York, um, just really fucking grabs people. Uh, I think those guys, in a similar way to that, if this gets you, it really fucking gets you. Um, and, yeah, I, 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 I'd, give it, I'd give it a rewatch, because it's, it's a fucking really solid movie. Yeah, all right, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you on that. Okay. Yeah, I know. The problem is with it, it is also quite a bit over two hours yes which kind of puts it put me off re-watching it uh, quite a lot because it's it's a sort of movie I think you've got to watch in one sitting um, but finding two and a half hours when you've got a three year old and a full time job is really fucking difficult well yes yeah uh Cause is, is it on Netflix? How do you watch it? I can't remember really watch it on Netflix or Sky. I might watch it on Sky on demand. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I um, yeah, anything over about an hour forty in a in a row is is pretty much not going to happen. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Oh, Gold Member just came on Netflix though. Gold Member. I wouldn't mind watching Gold Member again. Austin Powers. Austin, yeah, the Austin Powers movie. Right? Yeah, I wouldn't mind watching that again. To be fair, <laughs> I never got behind the Austin Powers thing. Fair enough. Fair I enough. Never got me for some reason. I don't know why. Oh. Um, right, that, that's 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 it for for my bumper. <laughs> what I've been watching. Good shit. Um, we have one question. Okay. Uh, from Rick Kid uh, at Rick J. Kid, uh, as every studio attempts to create a universe to rival Marvel, what universe do you want to see, and what characters would it be based on? Um, I want the John McCain, John Rambo, and John Matrix universe ooh, called the Johns. That would be the good. John U. That would be good. Yeah, and it's just, it's just, it's them. It's them just doing different things in in like two movies each, where maybe John Matrix crops up in the background and helps out John McCain, but he doesn't realise he's done it. If there's any other action hero, John's John John Claude Van Damme must John Claude Van Damme must have played a John at some point. I want. Has Statham played a John? 
He must have. Any action hero, John? No, he plays a, he's played a Lee. Can't remember Sorry, what his name is in the Transporter. You, you, you do Jason Statham, I'll do Jean-Claude Van Damme. John. Okay. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Let's have a look at their What is it? Because that's what I want. I want to see. I want to see the Johns. And just just have that, and then then eventually they all get together and have a big John off. To take down something. Let's say Trump. Let's say they take down Trump. And if you haven't played a John, John Claude Van Damme, you don't get to come in. He hasn't. He hasn't played a John. Oh, he plays a Jonah, a Jonas in Meg, that shark film that's coming out. <laughs> Joey. Nope. Don't count. No, nope. so he can't be in it. John Claude Van Damme can't be in it. Jasper, Jensen, Jake. The amount of names that he's been called starting with Jericho, no John. <laughs> no John. Bloody hell. John Wick could be there. Oh yeah, John Wick could totally be there. Oh, this, this fucking this shit writes itself. For fuck's sake, man. How has he not played a John? He's played an Arthur, for fuck's sake. So, so John Wick's there. John McClane's there. John Rambo's there. John Matrix is there. God damn it. Yeah. Which other Johns can we have? I'm, I'm just going through relative like, action heroes now and seeing how many have played a John. I'll just say that my one would be uh, the Russell Crowe universe, where the Russell Crowe characters from The Mummy, A Good Year, Gladiator, and Robin Hood all come together to defeat the Russell Crowe character from War Machine. I really, I, I really hope. That, that they're all going to like some kind of waiting room waiting for a job interview or something. That would be great. <laughs> waiting, waiting, waiting for a job interview for like like chief communications officer or something with <laughs> the war machine Russell Crowe. Hmm. I'd watch that. Netflix. Make it happen. Uh, so uh, that was our only question, yeah. Uh, Ian, uh, what are we covering next week? So next week, because there's fuck all out in the cinema, um, <laughs> yeah. we are going to be doing Playing It Forward episode three at last. Yes, we are. So Noel forgot what he said he was going to give Mark. Did, did, he, did he forget or, or did he not? had he not decided at that point? Right. Maybe, maybe, all right, maybe it's that. I think that he might not have decided. Right, I, I take because, that back. Because... I think he actually said in the last episode, I, I can't think of anything because Mark's really fucking hard to buy yeah, for. No, that's true. So, uh, but it has been decided. So, yes, um, I need to fire yours across. Actually, I'll do that in a minute. Nice one. So, I got for Noel the Greasy Strangler, um, which I'm so fucking looking forward to seeing what you two think of that. Uh, that's <laughs> fascinating. Um, Noel has bought Mark Black Caesar. Yeah. Uh, which is two forty nine to rent on iTunes, so I've got that waiting for me. And uh, Mark has got me Deep Cover, which I am pretty fucking pumped for. So um, it's going to be quite the mixed bag of a show, I feel. Um, but it, yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it, it should be an awful lot of fun. Um, don't know what we're doing the week after that because it's Transformers week. Uh, but we'll see. 
That's it. We'll, 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 we'll come up with something. Maybe maybe we'll just do Transformers and hate ourselves. I don't know, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, it might be interesting to do Transformers having seen none of the other ones by the first one, and I can't remember what happens in the first one other than Megan Fox, for some reason, is working on a car at some point. Yeah. And am I right in thinking that um, Shia LaBeouf is wearing a Strokes t-shirt throughout it? Uh, yeah, he is. He is, so I haven't just imagined that. No, no, he totally is. The bit where he kind of discovers Optimus Prime, he's totally got a Strokes t-shirt on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, cool. Uh, I just went to see Noel this week, and what I will say is, is, is Charlie is a fucking cool little dude. Yeah. I love that guy. Charlie, Charlie's a boss, he is. Fair play. He is. <laughs> uh, um, so, oh, shit, yeah, you're hosting, sorry. I am, yes, yes. So, yes, that'll be it. Uh, so, no Do the Monkey, but obviously part of the uh, Damn You will be there. Yeah. Um, so we'll be covering that. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. There's some, there's some good, good watches there, hopefully. Fuck, yeah. I hope. uh, yeah, cool. Um, so that was episode 212. Um, longer than a usual episode uh, with the recording of the two nights, uh, which is pretty cool. But uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, DudeTheMonkey.com, uh, at DudeTheMonkey, at DudeFoz, at Ian Loring. Have I missed anything, Ian? I don't think so, but nice one. Cool. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll speak to you next week. Bye.